nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 823, April 5th, 2022. It was 85 degrees on this day last year. And it was 12 degrees oh, on this day I remember that. in 1979. We have two ice outs that are brought to you by Aquaside. Nice. Keep your lake shore free of weeds, huh? Uh, Minnetonka went out on this day. This is strange, but fun. 1895 and 1896. Now, Aquaside oh. wasn't around back then. No. So the kids were tortured. Plus, they had to wear those wool bathing suits, you know, their wool, and they, <laughs> they dragged them under the water, and their mom had to dive in and get them, and the weeds <laughs> would tangle up their legs, and dad would have to run down, put his beer down, and save the kid. That doesn't happen anymore. Oh, there he goes again. I better set down my cold one. Aquaside uh, keeps your lakefront. Perfect, and they've been doing so for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that will take care of everything from weeds to algae. The products are easy. They're safe. They're registered with the EPA and DNR, so you're not going to hurt the little fish, not, not to mention a kid. There's no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll identify your problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at one 800 328 9350 or go to aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight, King. Fireworks Commissioner and Keeper of Common Sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Directly from the Garage Logic Service Road of Life to you, the dear listeners. We woke up today to headlines from around the world how world leaders are so shocked at the at the carnage Russia has heaped on Ukraine. Uh, innocent civilians with their hands tied behind their backs shot. A uh, very powerful photo that leads the Drudge Report of the dead fist that's sticking through the mm, dirt. Mm. Uh, and the world is shocked. And Zelensky today spoke, remotely of course, to the UN. Which got me really thinking deep thoughts. Russia is on the Human Rights Commission of the UN. What in the hell good is the UN? <laughs> Who's going to step forward here? What is the world order right now? What is it? We're all shocked at Putin. Is anybody going to do anything about it? It doesn't seem so. I know the geopolitical games that have to be negotiated and played, but let's start with the UN. They haven't, have they spoken up about this at all? They're useless. And Russia holds important seats in the UN. Kick them out of the U.N. now. Why are they there? Why are they in the U.N.? On the Human Rights Commission? 
what is the world? I feel like there's no leadership anywhere in the world. That's what it feels like to me. That what what in the hell are we waiting for here? The smallest kid on the playgrounds getting the s kicked out of him by a bully, and the the rest of the tough kids just sit there and watch. You're right. How come we're not stepping up to the plate and taking care of this sob? The the UN start with the UN. Russia is in the UN. There's nothing that Russia wants to be a part of that's united. They're not united. They're an outlier, rogue outlier criminals. Biden says, well, we need to try him as a war criminal, and other people say the same thing. Fine. Who's going to go arrest him? Who's going to haul his sorry ass into a court? What? This is the same UN that can't deal with an international madman who they have, uh, whose country they have as part of their membership. But it's the same UN who can't wait to tell you how to lead your life to save the planet, which they have no interest in saving the planet. They have tremendous interest in you handing over your keys. So, Such is They can't bend nature. They cannot bend the will of nature. No, no, wait, I'm almost done. They can't deal with Putin, but they believe they who can be seen and known and touched, and you know where and he his lives. Destruction is evident, and you see everything. You have evidence of everything. You don't do a bleeping thing, and yet you think you can bend the will of nature. We live in this is insanity. This is absolute insanity. And one person is pouncing upon that insanity right now. And you're seeing his level of destruction. And we get the, it's typical location on page two of today's Star Tribune, the UN. The UN says we're out of time. If we don't stop fossil fuel use within a few years now, we got a few years, uh, the world will end. No, they want to, they want to be the person that tells you how to lead your life. This has nothing to do with the world ending. The report by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, a body of experts convened by the UN, warns that unless countries drastically accelerate efforts over the next few years to slash their emissions from coal, oil, and natural gas, the goal of limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius, a figure that was pulled out of somebody's butt, will, uh, or 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit, will likely be out of reach by the end of this decade. So what? It's all BS anyway. Plus, if you you get rid of petrochemicals, you're going to starve to death. They're used to make fertilizer. This is insanity. We are led by insane people. I'll start with the UN. Who, who, Who are these nameless, faceless bureaucrats? Some fat Russian ambassador's dining today in some swank New York restaurant because he's a member of the U.N. Bleep him. Get him out of the country. <laughs> Get Russia out of the U.N. Uh, <sighs> yeah. I, I would propose that the U.N. knows that they're lying about the climate be- because they haven't done anything to remove Russia because they need Russia's natural resources, mm-hmm. i.e. oil and gas. Uh, uh, I, 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 
Go ahead, John. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say to make the point even uh, more for you, Joe, the Security Council uh, tried to pass some resolutions when all this started. Mm-hmm. Well, any of the five permanent members, if one of them votes no, they don't pass. Well, guess who's one of the five permanent members? Russia has veto power. Yeah. So uh, Veto power. The ridiculousness of the whole situation is beyond beyond absurd. <sighs> I'm not going down that road. We went down that road off the air. And then right underneath the warning from the U.N., which is about literally the 30th warning in, what, 10 years? <laughs> More sanctions are coming if you don't stop. No, no, this is the, uh, the fossil know. fuel warning. It's got to be the 30th. Right below that is the always reliable Seth Bornstein. Yeah. Who writes for the AP. <laughs> yeah. Dismayed by doomism. Climate scientists say all is not lost. There's always a little carrot they stick out there that only if you pay attention to us, we, we, we can solve this. No, you can't. There's nothing to solve. This is an outrage. It's insanity. You have a murdering madman that you can't do a damn thing about or are afraid to, but you can change the will of nature. I'm, I'm supposed to buy this BS? This is insanity. When It's insanity. When the invasion first began, what, three weeks ago? No, February 24th. February, okay, sorry, a mo- 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 little over a month ago. When the invasion first began, I think all of us were of the same mind that we can't intervene. We have to, you know, let them fight their own battle, right? That was kind of all of our own opinion. Correct? I suppose in, uh, prematurely that okay. was, yeah. After what we witnessed the last, what, 48 to 72 hours, mm-hmm. that has to have changed with everyone, Correct. I mean, what you're seeing is no, John? Well, I'm seeing people on Twitter uh, saying basically this is all staged so that, you know, everybody else will enter the war. Uh, Tucker Carlson last night basically said, what if this is all just being staged? What if? What if? A.J. Delgado. Who said that, John? Tucker Carlson last night on Fox News. Said what? I'm I'm just asking the question. What if this is all staged? What if the Ukraine and uh, elements of their uh, friends staged all this, and these are fake pictures and fake et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Now, that's, that's Tucker Carlson, who holds a large sway. I don't know why, but he does uh, in, in movements uh, here in the U.S. <laughs> but it, he's not the only one. I saw A.J. Delgado, who's a conservative commentator. She's crazy, but she said the same thing this morning. She so, showed satellite photos saying, gee, these bodies are, are really stacked in a weird way, aren't they? I don't think they're real. Stuff like that. So I see... What? What do you, you know, stand to gain for touting uh, that kind of nonsense? <laughs> Maybe they actually believe it, which is even more frightening. Wow. Well, I'm I'm really tired of being asked to disbelieve my own eyes. Uh, exactly. It's <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> so absurd it barely even warrants comment. There was a field reporter on ABC <laughs> News last night that I was watching, and they were down in bunkers showing the images. They had the faces and blurred out, but what what other evidence do you need? It was ABC News. It wasn't. I'm I'm yeah. very upside down here. I, I'm very upside down. What? So was the country. Why would conservatives uh, attempt to bring any moral equivalency to Russia? By moral equivalency, I mean, what what? How could a conservative come to believe that Russia? Uh, needs to be cut some slack here because we really don't know if all this is true. Uh, well. But but liberals, the left, 
Uh, this is where CNN proves its worth. They don't prove their worth talking about anything much, but they prove their worth when they're on the scene of breaking news. Mm. And those reporters have, I believe, what I've been shown by them. I believe it. I don't understand how you could not. And by the way, before you fire off that all-caps email about Tucker Carlson like several people did yesterday, don't, don't bother. Please don't, don't waste your time. Thank you. Go ahead, John. Well, I could I could make you get more emails if you'd like. Don't I just I don't care because <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to read them. I'm not going to read them. Well, there's a group of people who follow Donald Trump, uh, and they won't break with it no matter what. Is this part who, of a Trump o- o- obediency? Well, what was Trump Trump's feelings about Russia and Ukraine when he was president? Yeah. <laughs> Plus, in the middle of all this, didn't he call Putin and say, can you dig up some more stuff on Biden for yeah, me? He did. Yeah, he did. About well, two weeks ago. There's no need to even go down that road. I, I'm uh, My walk on the service road of life produced the thought that I just look around the world right now and I don't see any leadership. None. Yeah. None. Yep. None. Zelensky. Well, so I was going to say, Zelensky's one. about the yeah. only one. And the, and the UN, in my estimation, is a is a, just a failed experiment. Yeah. It costs too much money. It's got too much prime land right in Manhattan. I want them out of this country. They don't even have the 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 swimsuit area to kick Russia out of the UN. Speaking of Manhattan, you saw what the New York City mayor did, right? I just, I don't know what he's doing. He bought billboards in Florida. Oh, because he Say, wants people uh, to move back. Oh. Uh, I, I'm seeing confirming what John says. Um, uh, they don't want cr- this crisis to interfere with their plans to take back control of Congress in the midterms. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I don't see how it could interfere. I mean, reasonable, uh, reasonable people with conservative thinking are, are obviously decrying Russia's behavior. They're not, they're not suggesting there's anything to be seen there behind the curtain that's false. But you're going to tell you're going to tell me you can change nature, UN, with your mythical 1.5 degrees, that someone arbitrarily, uh, whimsically picked a year in uh, 18 something and said we have to go back to that. Why was the world any better then? Why was the climate any better then? It was no different then than it is today. So regarding this, the invasion. What do we do right now? If it's, I, if it's I, up to you, if you're the, if we name the mayor of Gumption County the president of the United States, what's your first course of action, sir? That's a tough one. <laughs> I would devote my resources to uh, to getting him, him. Right. Mm-hmm. He must be stopped. And trying to get Ukraine everything they need to fight mm-hmm. from from anywhere you can. I think that would be your number one. Yeah. yeah, pouring everything you possibly can into their hands. This guy is in the U. This country is in the UN. But correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe China is in the UN. China is also yes. China, I think, is also a permanent member. I think. And China Perhaps is now. The, the, uh, China is now uh, bragging about a new relationship with Russia. Oh, Z and Putin. Is that the fear then for? For getting involved? You know, I, I'm not that naive. I understand there's many geopolitical dynamics and components attached to this, but 
This could come down to the basics like food. The, the more the U.N. sends up these false alarms about and hysteria about fossil fuels, uh, the more in danger you are of, you know, Farmer Jones down in Nebraska is not going to have a corn crop next year because there's be no products to help him make the corn, mm-hmm. grow the corn. But we've already so, heard from these people that we need to change the way we live. We need to change our diets and lifestyles. Are they getting ready for us to be starving to death? You heard it from the White House press secretary two mm-hmm. weeks ago. I, I just, uh, I, I really felt bleak today of coming to this conclusion about the world in general. What, who, there, there's no world order. No, you have an, a, There's you, no Winston Churchill. You have a president committing war crimes. Yeah, right it's, in front it's, of our eyes. And, 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 and we have an administration that's too unwilling to call him out on it. Oh, no, Biden's called him out He's on it. called him out. The yeah. administration's called him out on it, but what but are you going to do about but it? But didn't he backtrack those comments? No, you're t- you're, he backtracked the regime change comments. You know what's interesting here? Oh. Uh, and, Johnny, you, probably, you were probably going to say this, Johnny. Let me say it for you. Russia and China entered the U.N. on the very same date in 1945. Is they that are, what you're going to say? Those are two of the five permanent members. It's the U.S., France, United Kingdom, Russia, and China. October 24th. And Russia is on the Human Rights Commission. But at least China's only killing their own people. (laughs) Did anyone in the U.N. today, after Zelensky's speech, did anyone march around and show these idiots the photos from the Ukraine? From Ukraine? They always show them the fist sticking out of the dirt, the dead guy's hand. Mm. How do people in 2023... wrap their minds around that it could be possibly faked like like great britain faked uh, where they were going to invade germany remember that yeah, story fake were. fake tanks fake yeah. uh, armored carriers fake this <laughs> fake that yeah. uh, you don't get away with that in 2023 when did you get on a bleeping time machine mm-hmm. well oh, that's what did, look what michael savage did is it oh. savage who said uh, sandy hook was fake it was alex jones alex jones, alex jones. yeah yeah. Alex Jones, and it cost him dearly, uh, yeah. which it should have. should put him out of business. Not, not yet. He hasn't paid and oh. won't show up in court, and, oh. but it should. You're right. Uh, I did uh, the those current members, permanent members of the Security Council. Uh, the only way you could possibly get rid of them, mm-hmm. the Security Council needs to make a recommendation to the General Assembly ah. to vote a country out. So Russia would have to vote themselves out. That's the only way it could ever I don't happen. see that happening, John. I, I don't either, yeah. That would somebody explain to me, because I've instinctively recoiled from the U.N. most of my adult life. Could somebody please explain to me what good they are? How have they, how have they improved the world? Because the answer is they have They have not, no. Well, let me ask you something. Has the U.N. ever taken action against another uh, U.N. country? Probably not. So you're uh, immediately safe if you're in the U.N.? Is Ukraine in the U.N., John? See if Ukraine's uh, in the U.N. Okay, let me see. There's Ukraine. Wait, I've got the list right here. Let me just zip down to the U's. Um, Uganda, Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. Yep. October 24th, 1945. Ukraine came in, though, I suppose, as part of Russia. And then when they declared their independence, did they retain their U.N. membership? According yes. to what I'm reading, yeah. 
August 24th, or August 24th, 1991, change its name. Well, then we just answered your question, Kenny. A U.N. country is now invaded and is committing atrocities in another U.N. company, country, and the U.N. remains hapless, just hapless. (laughs) Talking about climate change. Yeah. (laughs) And giving us the 30th warning that unless we uh, come to our senses and obey their their nonsense, uh, the world will melt. No, the world's getting cooler, if anything. It's just, it's an unnerving feeling, isn't it? We're accepting dire warnings from an AP writer. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Who gets his marching orders from the UN. It's not funny. It's sad is what it is. It's ridiculous. (sighs) It's it's an unnerving feeling to to so thirst for some leadership. I'll take it wherever I can find it. I can't find it. No. Nope. Good luck to you finding it. I think the U.S. has sped up getting uh, material to Ukraine, war material, guns, rifles, rockets. Still no planes. I, I I just, uh... but that's I guess. Explain to me the difference because I'm the dumb dumb. By by supplying them with the equipment, aren't we already actively involved? Well, the theory is you still haven't uh, violated a no fly zone. If Russia, but, but ever, one hasn't been ever, issued. Right, but if you were to fly over there, there there would have to be a. We're not. So far, there's been a no-fly zone because in order to have a no-fly zone, you would have to defend the no-fly zone. Correct. And the theory would be that that would result in a thermonuclear war because what, what, what would Russia's response be? Well, I think They'd we start should. shooting our planes out of the air and we'd have to retaliate. Well, let's get it done. It's easy for us to say uh, we're, we wouldn't be sending a child off to... Oh, true. The hell I wouldn't. The hell I wouldn't. Yeah, you might. I get all that, but at the same time, I keep asking, what the hell is it going to take? I don't know. Because this is horrific, what's going on. The U.N. is uh, useless. Taking up prime real estate in New York... Costing a fortune. UN so-called peacekeepers allegedly committing atrocious crimes over the years involving women. Uh, They march around with those baby blue suits and they haven't done a damn thing. Well, on that note... Yeah. Hey, everybody. Want to take a time out? Yes, I do. Okay. I'm going to go take a nap. See you guys. It's Reavers here for Josh Arnold. Mr. Money Talk is what he's called around these parts. Josh has been an investment consultant since 1978. This extensive career has given him the experience needed to manage your money in both up and down markets. Josh provides independent, personalized investment planning to individuals and small businesses, including retirement plans. Josh has been doing this for quite some time, and the thing that separates him from the rest is he will always give you straight talk and never sugarcoated advice. When you invest for yourself or for your small business with Josh, you get the same straight talk 
talk that you would expect from Mr. Money Talk. You also get an investment consultant who will work proactively with you to create a strategy that fits your goals. You can also hear him at the end of Garage Logic every Tuesday and Thursday with a full report. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. Or for more information, just visit his website, joshartlinvestmentconsultant.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. It's Pro Turf time, GLers. Time to start thinking about spring lawn care. If you want the best lawn on the block, sign up with ProTurf, professionalturf.com. Remember the wise, wise words of GLer Sean Crandall from yesterday. He knows. He uh, actually wrote an email to me. Do not skip the spring application. That's what makes the big, big difference with ProTurf. You've got to get that down. Prevents the dandelions, the crab uh, weeds, the big ones, the small ones, anything that makes your lawn look yucky. Uh, and then they follow it up two, two, three times more throughout the summer and fall. Don't be sending back that renewal contract to the company that did lousy work last year. You want service techs with years of experience under their belt. They've been walking the same routes every year. They really, they actually know your lawn better than you. Uh, like I said, all those weeds prevented. The fertilizers throw down makes everything thick and luscious. You will have the best lawn on the block. Do not delay. You want that first app, and you want it soon. Professionalturf.com. Click on that. You'll get a free estimate, and they'll set you up. Professionalturf.com. L- listen to this lead from Seth Borenstein. It's not the end of the world. It only seems that way. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something, <laughs> Seth. If it seems that way, it's because of an unchecked madman. It has nothing to do with the temperature. Nothing. And uh, the world's greatest problem is, is an unchecked madman. It's, it's, not the, it's not the climate. And it's not all the scientists who receive money to keep pumping out the hysterical nonsense. Seth's next headline will be, Nuclear War Equals Climate Change. How you doing over there? Well, doomism, I, they're calling it, yeah, Such. Yeah, it's doomism. Doomism. And, and they yeah. fear they fear it's causing some to give up the fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's a stupid fight to be in. How did the how did how did civilization get to the point of being so gullible and so frightened and so afraid and uh there's a big piece in the uh I don't know where I read it today, probably a Star Tribune about some kids up in Grand Rapids who are taking on the climate change fight and uh, local meteorologist Paul Douglas had a big spread in the uh, Star oh, Tribune yeah. today because he's got a new book for kids, How to Fight Climate Change. And, <laughs> and, uh, You're kidding me. No. Yeah, the, you know what? We're Go making get- a mistake. We need to get on that money-making uh, uh, bandwagon. <laughs> I'm always made their, I always make the wrong bets, don't I? You do. I always make the wrong bet. Paul Douglas, Al Gore, they're all just making money and issuing doom and gloom scenarios. I know Paul. I like Paul. Uh, I don't, and I don't. But but he's he's, he's just swallowed every poison pill he's ever found. Do you want your answer? About what? When you just asked, how did we get here? Yeah. You want a serious answer? Yes, I do. It's a lack of theology. Well, I've, I've preached that sermon before. 
That's well, exa- faith is uh, hard to come by these days. Theology um, combined with lack of history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, has anybody uh, yeah, heard of the Ice Age? Mm-hmm. Cooling, warming, cooling, warming, warming, cooling. You know that big gouge you see? There's a there's a river that goes through the Twin Cities. It's called the Mississippi. I've heard of it. And it's it's got steep bluffs that go all the way down to the water. How do you think that happened? Well, the earth warmed up. Okay. Ice grinded away all that stuff. So they needed the Green New Deal. Grinded? Grinded? A couple years ago. Grounded. Grounded? 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 Vinegar. Vinegar. Uh where is it? Uh, Downing had a good point. Uh, I'm reading today's front page Pioneer Press story about the building permits being down 80% from the same period last year. And the comments from the mayor's spokesman gave me a very chilling feeling. They really do expect us to ignore our own eyes, ignore the obvious. It echoes the type of statements coming out of the Kremlin, denying what is happening in Ukraine. And he's referring to a front page piece in the Pioneer Press today. Apartment construction slows by more than 80% in St. Paul. And we go on to learn that rent control is still weeks away from taking effect. But new building permits data appears to lend some credence to those fears, even as experts predict record-setting industry growth nationally. But not here, because we allowed some housing activists to create an ordinance that got on the ballot. From the outset of December 2020 to the beginning of March 2021, construction firms pulled building permits for 1,393 housing units in mixed-use or multifamily apartment buildings throughout St. Paul, about half along University Avenue. Fast forward a year, and that pace has slowed to a crawl. From December of last year to the beginning of this March, firms pulled permits for 231 St. Paul housing units. In other words, winter construction activity from St. Paul apartment buildings slowed to a sixth of the pace from a year ago. That's according to permit data requested by the Pioneer Press following approval of the city's ballot-driven rent stabilization ordinance. This is not good news for anyone counting on new housing production to soften high rents. Some uh, Some are laying the blame for the slowdown on rent control ordinance, before approval of the ordinance, which will limit annual residential rent increases to 3% and takes effect May 1, developers warned that it would have a chilling effect on financing housing projects. Some firms have already announced they're not moving forward with planned housing, at least for now. Others say they're at the mercy of unforgiving investors. The single most effective solution to address housing challenges is to produce more housing across the income spectrum, said the Minnesota Multi-Housing Association in a statement. When Mayor Carter came out in support of rent control and voters adopted the ballot measure, we warned that production would crater. And it has. It just has. It, it goes back to what we said yesterday. The voters are, may, have, they may have meant well, but they're ignorant. They're stupid. Well, all they they're, saw was, hey, I can, this, if strings. I vote for this, yeah. my rent won't go up. Or oh, the least fortunate will now have affordable housing. Mm-hmm. They, they don't see the big picture. They're they're voting emotionally instead of using their brain. Mm-hmm. And when people come forward, like you just read, and tell you what's going to happen, they don't believe them. No. And then it comes true, and now what are they doing? Is the mayor issued a statement? Uh, are they going to? Turn around and backtrack. Uh, what are we doing here? St. Paul's rent control ordinance is unique in its stringency, in part because most other cities have instituted rent control 
uh, allow vacancy decontrol or rent hikes above the rent control limit if a property becomes vacant and is rented out to new tenants. It is also noted that St. Paul policy does not adjust for inflation or exempt small landlords or new instruction. It's because it was not even poorly thought out. It was incorrectly thought out. The city council and the mayor had nothing to do with the creation of the ballot language. That was housing activists who got enough signatures to put that question on the ballot. Mm -hmm. No, there was no intelligence or competence to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. We, this, this language you've created is, is going to result in failure. Wasn't, no, there was one city council, your, your gal, right? Jane Prince. Wasn't she the one that spoke up against it? Well, if she did, I apologize. She remains my only hope, but uh, unfortunately, I, I have to take her to task here in a moment. Mm. Well, she's part of a unanimous vote for something else insane that's taking place. Are you aware? Where is it? Don't worry, I got it. Riverwalk? Say it's the Riverwalk. St. Paul gets the word out on a new reparations commission. Oh, it's not the Riverwalk. St. Paul will hold four public meetings in April to offer information about a newly created commission that will make reparations to descendants of slavery. Where do, where do I begin? The virtual, uh, two virtual sessions and two in-person sessions are planned. The first virtual session is Thursday. You have to, you have to register. The city council this year, oh, see, Jane voted for it, unanimously voted to create the Community Reparations Commission. But before it begins at work, its work, an advisory committee will meet for one year to create a fame, framework for how the permanent commission will operate. We can't afford this, people. Uh, I, I wish people would come to their senses. The... Uh, I didn't own any slaves, and all the black people I know in my life have never been slaves. So, but we're going to go back 200 years, and how are you going to prove someone's a descendant of a slave? And what kind of justice does that provide? When fully in operation, the Reparations Commission will recommend actions to address the creation of generational wealth for the American descendants of chattel slavery and boost economic mobility and opportunity in the black community, according to information from the city's website. Leaders of the effort have said the city will interpret reparations broadly, considering everything from cash payments to individuals and small businesses, to mortgage assistance, to establishing health clinics and community centers in black neighborhoods. All right. Uh, what about some of the more pressing, urgent problems in the city? Meanwhile, uh, eight people, I was looking this up, eight people were shot over the weekend. Mm -hmm. But that's, we, we can't worry about that. Well, there's not enough police. Uh, the streets are in their predictably miserable condition. Uh, uh, crews are out there filling holes as fast as they can be discovered. There's an intersection near where I live that cratered, had a, had, had a sinkhole. The, the pothole got so bad it was a sinkhole. What was it sinking about? It wasn't sinking. It was just... <laughs> you've got rent control as decreasing the taxable value of rental property. I'm quoting from uh, our friend Zip. Uh, the crime is uh, horrible. Uh, St. Paul is a hollowed-out version of what passed for a once-great city of commerce. Uh 
We do not have the time or the money to engage in something as foolhardy as actually believing that you can put together a commission to take other people's money and pay it to people you think might have been descendants of, of slave Slave, uh, slave. Didn't we? Didn't we do enough with the with the thousands and thousands and thousands of people dead fighting for black uh, freedom in the Civil War? Uh, there, there, everywhere I look, it, there's there's no there's no common sense anywhere I look in the world, right down to the city. Well, there's also no rational thinking anymore. That's out the window. There's just. A bunch of people who have been voted into office that their sole mission is to continue to grow government and continue to remain in office. That's their only objective. I, I have to admit, guys, I'm, I'm sitting here reading the Star Tribune version of the story, Joe, mm-hmm. and uh, cash payments to individuals. Uh, I, I, I've got to get on. I've got to get I've got to get myself a check. Got to find a link. What, 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 what do I have? I, I, I'm going to dive deep. Why don't into you my... just why don't you just announce that you're black? On my mom's side, they came over, yeah. and um, some of them were here before the Revolutionary War and were indentured <laughs> servants to the Washington family. Mm-hmm. That's that somehow uh, I've really, you need a really, check. I've suffered for this. Yes, I've really, really suffered for this. But but listen to this: <laughs> you're going to have an advisory committee. God knows how many people that will employ an advisory committee that will apparently create the dynamic that should be examined by the reparations commission. So the advisory committee, they've got a guaranteed job for a year. Then they hand it off to the reparations commission. In the meantime, crime is up. Streets are horrible. Not enough police, not enough rental housing. You you, you do realize that everything you're saying here, and I've got a feeling you could put this all um, into a column for this Sunday. This all comes from a uh, a position of white privilege. You, you do understand that, don't yeah, you? I'm afraid I do. You are a racist. Yep. Yep. Another emotional issue. I wish Tim Bloom at EcoFund would quit tempting me. Okay. EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake. It's his right, fault? Write the check. What's wrong no, with you? No, you know what he's got now? Crossfire 200 fuel-injected golf carts. No! No, they come with headlights, taillights, blinkers, horn, full roof, four-seat configuration with a flip-down seat to create rear flatbed for hauling things around your property, five colors to choose from, $69.99. I have to have one. He keeps tempting me. Can you imagine the fun kids would have getting hauled around on that thing? Well, to heck with kids. It's fun for us. He's got the new building is almost done, and they need to move inventory out of their current location on Highway 61 in Forest Lake. There's a, it's the first ever moving sale. It's going on now for all scooters, electric bikes, ATVs, and in gas golf carts. He sent a picture. I wish he wouldn't do that to me. <laughs> and they're small enough that I don't think garage space would be a problem. No. Bentelli B1 uh, electric bikes on sale for $15.99. Bentelli step-through electric bikes are on sale. Fat tire electric bikes for $19.99. Over 25 different types of e-bucks in stock. Uh, talk to Kaylin. She's the expert. She'll find the right one for you. And all those scooters that I so treasure. They turn every urban errand into an adventure and get 115 miles for a gallon. They're $12.99. That's, That's how I'm going to commute all summer. 
They're mopeds in Minnesota, so all you need is a driver's license. Here comes Joe. Or a moped <laughs> permit. Uh, uh, youth ATVs, dirt bikes. And again, all of this has to be moved to a brand new EcoFun location because GLers have really, really responded well to uh, EcoFun and its people and its products. It's great. That moving sale is taking place now. You get a free GL T-shirt with every vehicle purchase. Fantastic. Did you know that? I did. It's uh, EcoFun Motorsports, while it still exists at its current location on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Truth, Justice, and the Suchere. Uh, somebody needs to get up to Maple Grove Lock and Safe.com and check on Rich, the owner, see if he's okay. Uh, the reason I say that, uh, Rich is throwing yet another Liberty Safe sale at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Plenty of safes in stock, including the world famous Liberty, made right here in these United States of America. Uh, the sale started last Friday, actually. April 1st, it runs through the 11th. The Liberty Freedom Safe series is on sale. The Freedom 30, 36, or 48, they're running $250 to $300 off. You can see them all at the new uh, showroom there at Maple Grove uh, Lock and Safe, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. And that's where you're going to have to talk to Rich. And I say have to. You're going to want to. Rich is a sweet dude. Uh, and you can see them all there. If you need to see them right now, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Plus, that's not all. He threw this in at the end. If you purchase a Liberty Freedom Series safe, you get a free pistol box. And what you need to know about that, a $155 value. The sale on the Freedom Series runs through April 11th at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. John, i got to cover my friend Ed Anderson out in Idaho. I call him my friend. I don't know him, but he's a listener. He -hmm. said, uh, you mentioned the uh, CP being in Boise, Idaho. I left Minneapolis 20 years ago on a one-way ticket from the Air Force and stayed. I'm now a guide for elk hunting, fishing, and spend my day-to-day making art. Boise is the fastest-growing place in America, and the mystery is quickly spreading like a plague, much more dangerous than COVID. It's spreading from the West Coast. Please, 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 please proclaim to the members of Gumption County, Idaho is awful. It only has (laughs) potatoes and nuclear dumping grounds. Thank you. Get Doesn't out. want anybody there. Uh, and he he said, if you want to do a podcast out here, we'd host you at the No Business Lodge, two hours north of Boise. Uh, having been to Idaho a number of times and uh, enjoyed myself me- immensely and look forward to going back, uh, just for his sake, I'm going to agree with him. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know what he's saying. Yeah. And, uh, I think I, you know, yeah, what he says is true. But I'm going back. <laughs> Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. This uh, update brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. One sort of uh, sports note before we get to the news. uh, New features at Target Field are being unveiled today ahead of the Twins' home opener scheduled for this week. Among the amenities are a new sensory suite, which is designed to make going to games more inclusive for people with sensory sensitivities like autism, as well as the market, which is an open-air walk-through spot for people to grab hot or pre-made food. Mr. Reavers, did you no. did you have something? Was, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. okay. I, I was going to ask though because it's not sold out, right? The home opener. I have no idea. I don't know. They don't even know which day they're playing it yet. Well, well they're going to uh, play Friday. There's no chance they're yeah, playing on Thursday. Talking about storm. doomism. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, here's what also, you got. Here's what you got for uh, according to meteorologist Joe Souchere. Here's what you got for Thursday: seventy <laughs> percent chance of rain with a high of thirty-eight degrees. 
Friday is much ball. better. Yeah. <laughs> they played the Sox last night. I fell asleep. How'd that turn out? It was last night, wasn't it? What? I don't know. They, they won two to nothing yesterday. I don't know. Okay. All right. What, if it was night or day. I don't uh, know. There All were... I know is I fell asleep. Have they even broken the camp yet down in Fort Myers? They were still there yesterday. Hmm. So yeah. today, I think, was the day. <laughs> there will also be a walk in cooler this year that features canned craft beers. No. So, yeah, that's what it says right here. Uh, now, also today used to be a big day for us, but since Rook isn't here, the Taste of the Twins event is today. Oh boy! It's when I forgot. It's when the I forgot. Team, to tell them. Oh, way to go! It's when the team and its food providers show off the new options for people to eat this season. Uh, as we were just saying, currently opening day is scheduled for Thursday. However, the game may need to be moved because of the weather forecast, which isn't calling for baseball weather. The team's president and CEO, Dave St. Peter, was asked about it on Twitter. He says they are watching it closely, and any decision to shift it will come at least 24 hours in advance. If the game does get moved to Friday, fans will have their tickets for Thursday's game. Honor. Rookie from Bismarck, you know. Rookie turned into so sure you know that. Anderson Cooper when it came to covering oh, yeah. the taste of the twins oh, yeah. at Target Field every year. And he, he always just, had what I used to love was he always had video. Joe would beg him to get video at various <laughs> things and he would never do it, but he always had video of the food. Same yeah. with the state fair. Yeah. yeah. That's a big That's day when they uh, unveil that. You know the Omps will be miked this year? Yes. You know, just when you need baseball as a touchstone, just when you need it to be just like it has always been, it's drifting farther and farther away from what it's always been. I get that, but the reason they're going to do that is so that the fans at the game understand what the call was and why it was, why that conclusion was But it was will reached. only be applied to replays. Correct. Okay. Right. Yep. yep. Yeah. What the hell? Although I did, I did watch a game yesterday where one of the players was mic'd up, and uh, he was playing first base for your favorite team, and the guy that reached first dropped an f bomb as he walked by, Whoops. like, "Hey, what is up, uh, Riz?" <laughs> it was great. So, uh, I've been given to understand that sometimes a batter, if he dislikes a call, can actually say something while he's uh, in the batter's box, but he cannot turn and look at him like he's addressing correct. the ump. Yep. That's when things get ugly. Those are the things yes. I want to hear. I want to hear that. Yeah. Well, you uh, also, pre- yeah. you presumably won't. I also just read this morning we have this new system the catchers are going to use where they have, they're wearing a thing on their wrist, and that's how they're going to call the pitches. 15 out of the 30 teams, or 32 teams, say they will use that this year. Is so that a thing a that flips up? Is it, no, is it... that, that, that's a different thing altogether. This just is a wrist with buttons, and he'll hit it, the catcher, and something will buzz in the pitcher's ear telling him what pitch to throw. To stop no. sign stealing. No, no, wow. uh-uh. Well, Kenny, do you saying. want a little sample of what you were looking for? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had to put out my Marlboro to come out here. Uh, John, the thing I referenced, what is that? That has the different, there's different signs, a series of signs that they use. That's on there. So they look, they're, oh, we're using set four now of signs. I got you. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. a quarterback has plays on his wrist sometimes. So, Suits, you put your head down. Yeah. I just don't like any of this. He, he doesn't want the electronic. I don't want anything. Pitches. He wants baseball I want to be baseball. baseball. Well, how can pure. you? I couldn't. Nobody's going to disagree with you, are they? I don't know. John? Well, I, I don't have Joe, any I'm with either you, way. I don't care. If, really? If any of the, About I, the, this thing? Yeah, I don't care. I'm with I'm wow. with Joe, but if anything results in the pace of play, 
you know, speeding up the game, I'm all for it because kids aren't watching baseball right now because the games take the commissioner forever. of baseball should have visited every <laughs> spring training site in California, Arizona, and Florida, and he should have had a come to Jesus meeting. He should have gathered everyone around. And he said, if you don't uh, improve the pace of play, you will all be singled out if your behavior is particularly egregious and you will be fined $500,000. 500000 It seems pretty steep. Players right? I, uh, might have had an issue with that. I have a theory, and this is very cerebral. You might not be able to keep up. I think the pace <laughs> of play would be improved if the play-by-play guys shut the hell up. That, had, that wouldn't improve the pace no. of play. Yes, it would, because you, you're you not listening to these chatterboxes ramble on and on and on about crap I don't care about. Give me the sound of the ballpark. Tell me what's happening on the field and shut your mouth. Okay, but you'd end up with a lot of dead silence. That's what I want. Yeah. All right. That's what Here's I want. the pitch. Booth <laughs> glaring in. Wide. I'm sorry, inside, not oh, wide. Inside, up. ball. I think he called it a strike. He did? What's he laying, raising his hand for? Why is he it raising uh, his hand? Hey, since we've talked baseball, do you guys want to make your World Series predictions for no, this year? No, I do not. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, in the news... I like the Toronto are, Blue Jays, but go ahead. There are no... <laughs> You had to get it in, didn't you? There are no severe drought areas in Minnesota for the first time since September 2020. Precipitation levels that were more typical of a Minnesota fall and winter were enough to start to catch up with most areas across Minnesota. According to the U.S. Drought Monitor, many areas of Minnesota are still abnormally dry and still for the first time since back in September 2020, nothing's classified as severe drought. Isn't Royce, is he still pro-drought? He likes drought for golf purposes. Got it. Okay. The Minnesota Board of Animal Health is reporting a new outbreak of bird flu in Dodge County. Uh Uh-oh, bird flu coming. Outbreak was reported at a commercial turkey farm that has a flock of 20,000 birds. The farm was quarantined yesterday. Last week, the H5N1 highly pathogenic avian influenza was also found in Meeker, Maurer, and Stearns counties. Minnesota Board of Animal Health counted 20 birds in Maurer County that were affected by I wonder if the turkeys will have to wear masks. Hmm. Bird flu. (laughs) It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. You're going to have to cut this, you know that, don't you? I thought I was allowed to play this one. I think parody you can do as long as you want. This is parody, isn't it? Yes. I think so. Yeah. It is? <laughs> Highly produced. When? Highly 1954? Produced. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. A Star Tribune reporting a convicted murderer from Minnesota was chased by law enforcement from Wyoming into Colorado until he crashed his car and died. 66-year-old Craig Lacari, who was sentenced in 2000 for killing his wife, Nancy, was heading south on Highway 85 out of Cheyenne with the Wyoming Highway Patrol in pursuit when he drove over stop sticks put outside, uh, put out excuse me, by the Colorado State Patrol and local police near Fort Collins. Lacari's car swerved, hit a Colorado State Patrol car, and crashed. Lacari did not survive the mid-afternoon crash, according to police. Authorities have yet to say why Lacari was being pursued in Wyoming or where the chase began. 
But uh, Lakari was considered, according to police, a wanted man for a probation violation. He had received a 27-and-a-half-year sentence back in April 1999 in the murder of his estranged wife. He was moved from prison to supervised release in January of 2017. Court records say he was living in St. Paul at the time he killed his wife. Uh, St. Paul, well, you know what, Joe, you did the reparations story. Let's skip it. Yeah. Uh, second suspect arrested Tuesday in connection to the mass shooting in Sacramento that killed six people and wounded 12 in California's capital. Police say he is the brother of the fellow who was arrested yesterday. 27-year-old Smiley Martin was arrested while hospitalized with serious injuries from the gunfire. When he is fit for uh, jail, he will be booked for possession of a firearm by prohibited person and possession of a machine gun. More than 100 shots were fired early Sunday in downtown Sacramento, creating a chaotic scene with hundreds of people trying desperately to get to safety. A day later, police announced the arrest of Dondre Martin, who was 26, as a related suspect on charges of assault with a deadly weapon and being a convict carrying a loaded gun. Police say there still could be more arrests in the shooting. An outdoor concert in Dallas where one person was killed, 15 others wounded by gunfire over the weekend, did not have a permit, according to police. In addition to the people killed or wounded, a woman suffered a non-gun-related injury. The victims ranged in age from 13 to 29. Most were in stable condition, according to Police Chief Eddie Garcia. Uh, during a Monday night news conference, Garcia said that with a permit and proper promoter oversight, we can better be prepared for the events. Now, there were seven Dallas police officers approved to work the event off-duty, but Garcia said that shouldn't have happened because the event didn't have a permit. They had all left by the time the shooting happened, according to the police chief. Uh, police said officers responded at about 12:13 in the morning on Sunday to the field in southwest Dallas where the concert was held. Palm Springs just announced, Palm Springs, California, mm -hmm. that transgendered uh, residents, upon identifying as transgender or non-binary, no strings attached, can get up to 900 bucks a month. Well, isn't that a good deal? Mm -hmm. Just... Just, just a pilot program. Being, just for being just, a trans person, you can get uh, some money from the government. Well, I think my man boobs would help me out on yeah. this one. Yeah. Yeah, you're worth eighteen hundred at least. You've Hell gone yeah. from uh, <laughs> you've gone from seeking reparations money now to seeking trans money from. What the uh, hell? That's uh, ridiculous. Yes, when well, will it end? Well, there's no world leadership sure. anywhere. Uh, I'm the news guy. I'm not supposed to editorialize. I'm sorry. Not to change the subject, <laughs> but uh, twins are playing the Sox today. Uh, the Red Sox today <clears throat> too. Right okay. now. So what? Well, we were talking about breaking camp. They might after the game, because I'm, I'm assuming yeah. they're playing right now. Yeah, from what I'm seeing. Okay. Yeah, so they'll break camp today. And... I don't think right. you're in any hurry to get back here. No, they're going to want to stay down. Can we play Seattle here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Republican Senators Lisa Murkowski and Mitt Romney announced last night they will vote to confirm Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson's historic elevation to the Supreme Court, giving President Biden's nominee a burst of bipartisan support. The senators from Alaska and Utah announced their decisions ahead of a procedural vote to advance the nomination and as Democrats pressed to confirm Jackson at the end of the week. The behavior towards these two, though, is just, it's despicable. Mm -hmm. Behavior As the to who? Fellow politicians. Oh. It's, it's, it's become a complete, and on both sides, by the way, so don't email me. Did you? It's, did you, uh, it's become ahead, a, a game of you're either with us or you're against us on both sides, and it's just, it's embarrassing. The uh, tweet, and I even hate to mention her, from Marjorie uh, Taylor Oh, my God. Did you see that yes, one? Yes, yes. You see, they're obviously pe uh, pedophiles because they're voting in favor of Brown. Okay. Why is that moron still in the legislature? That's a great question. Yeah. 
As the world expresses outrage over mounting evidence that Russian troops slaughtered civilians in the Ukrainian city of Bukha, officials in Moscow are denying Russian involvement. Russian diplomats and pro-Kremlin accounts on Monday amplified uh, the view that it's fraudulent. They did that on social media, going so far as to suggest that corpses and video footage were actors taking part in a hoax to discredit Russia. What? State State-controlled news programs, meanwhile, either ignored the apparent atrocities or echo, uh, echoed that official Russian line. Uh, interesting enough, as we said uh, earlier here in the U.S., Tucker Carlson last night said, quote, what if these bodies of tortured dead civilians were staged? What if they're fake? What if the Ukrainian military killed them and then blamed Russia? I'm not saying any of this is true. I'm just asking the questions. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying this is true. I'm just throwing it out there on my nationally that, well, syndicated television that's, show. That's a favorite trick of Tucker. He does that often. Uh, I've West, used that to, in order to get you to uh, John and uh, Joe to, to start fighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've used the Tucker uh, angle. You certainly have. Yeah, yeah. You know which one <laughs> I like to do is, so do you think JFK really was it? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, a, yeah. No, I'm not going there. I almost yeah. bit on that hook. You almost did. Yeah. <laughs> U.S. authorities seized a 255-foot luxury yacht in Spain that's owned by Russian billionaire Victor Vexelberg on Monday under new sanctions. The drive to punish the financial elite close to Russian President Vladimir Putin. Spanish and U.S. law enforcement agents boarded the $90 million Tango early Monday as the ship was docked at the Marina Real in the port of Palma del Mallorca in Spain's Balearic Islands in the Mediterranean Sea. Spanish authorities executed a court order placing a freeze on the vessel after the Justice Department obtained a seizure warrant seeking forfeiture in federal court. In Washington D.C., I'd give ten grand. I'd buy, I'll give ten grand for that boat. Would you? I pay up to <laughs> you, ten grand. You'd yeah. go that high, huh? yeah? Yeah. <laughs> That's what an oil change costs on that thing. Oh, at least. <laughs> Jeez. Road rage shootings killed or injured an average of forty-four people a month in 2021 what? in the United States. That, according to a new study by Every Town for Gun Safety Support Fund. That figure is double the pre-pandemic average of 22 people killed or wounded in such incidents every month in 2019. The analysis released Monday found that there were 728 road rage incidents with a gun last year, the highest in the six years that the Gun Control Advocacy Group has recorded incidents. The study used nonprofit Gun Violence Archives database, which is collected from law enforcement, government, media, and other sources, and verified to analyze road rage incidents involving a gun. From 2016 to 2019, about one-third of road rage incidents involving a gun resulted in injury or death. That translated to under 300 people for each of those years. It was nearly two-thirds more than that in 2021, more than 500 people. The uh, states with the highest rates of road rage, New Mexico, Texas, Arizona, Tennessee, and Wisconsin, our neighbor. John, in uh, 2020, cars killed 42,060 people. That's how many people died in Did the car crashes. Them? The cars killed them? Well, that's a very interesting question, John. I like the way you phrase that. <laughs> very interesting. We need more car laws. I was alerted to this. It's part of the newscast, John. Yes, sir. Uh, three suspects carjacked and kidnapped a random man holding him for hours in an abandoned Minneapolis gas station, 38th in Chicago, as they beat him and demanded money. Uh... A nightmarish ordeal that ended with a quick thinking escape after one of the culprits died. That's according to criminal charges filed uh, last Wednesday against Desmond Graham, 
which detail the string of crimes that began in downtown Minneapolis on the evening of March 10. Police arrested the 31-year-old Monday, and he remains in Hennepin County Jail ahead of a Thursday court appearance. I mention this because I went to uh, what is called George Floyd Square uh, Sunday, uh, uh, just because I haven't been there for a while. I just wanted to see for myself the malignant idol. This is still prevalent, and uh, it's in utter disrepair, and it's uh, but clearly has become a tourist destination for people taking cell phone pictures. Hmm. But it's there? a hellhole. Yeah, there's nothing. It's uh, it's fallen into complete disrepa- disrepair. What it's, time of day were you over there on Sunday? It's like 11 a.m. It's got to be like going to the Bowery um, in the 70s, mm-hmm. right? Or 42nd in in, uh, in the 70s in yeah. New York City, <laughs> mm-hmm. where you just go to see how crappy it is. Well, I, you know, great promises were made and money was spent. And, well, there's no evidence of any of that. It's, it's yeah. just in complete, complete and, disarray. And people go there, Kenny, because of where it is, not realizing what they're actually going to end up seeing. Because yeah. they, they think they're going there as a tribute to George Floyd. Sure. And then they show up to this, you know. Yeah. Mess. And can't wait to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Like uh, um, uh, our letter writer from uh, Seattle. What yeah. did I call her? Uh, Shotzi. Shotzi, yeah, Yeah. like she says about uh, Pike Place Market. That uh, story you read, Joe, that caught my uh, eye last week, the part about it, one of the kidnappers who died died of a drug overdose. He just kept doing drugs while they were driving this guy around, kidnapping him, and died, ended up dying. And his friend tried to light him on fire and burn him. Oh, very. It's a nice nice city you got there. Surreal. No, wait, uh, the twins haven't sold out yet? Elon Musk is joining Twitter's board of directors one day after revealing he'd become the social media platform's largest shareholder with a 9% stake. He has criticized Twitter publicly about its commitment to free speech. He's also run into trouble on the platform as the CEO of Tesla after financial regulators found he had posted inaccurate information about the company. Musk is barred from owning more than 14.9% of Twitter's outstanding stock while he sits on the board. Musk had been speaking with the company in recent weeks, and Twitter CEO Parag Agrawal said on a tweet that it became clear to us he would bring great value to our board. Former Twitter founder and CEO Jack Dorsey tweeted today that Musk and Agrawal both lead with their hearts. They'll be an incredible team. Dorsey said, I'm really happy Elon is joining the Twitter board. He cares deeply about our world and Twitter's role in it. It's fun watching the uh, hand ringers and the crybabies cry and complain on Twitter about this uh, <laughs> while making money at the same time because the stock went up yesterday. Uh, but what I really like is uh, Musk floated a question. It was either last night or this morning. Does Twitter need an edit yeah. button? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, does it ever. Where does he find time he to does. do what he does? When you're worth that kind of money, you got time. I guess. By the way, as you'll learn later on in our discussion with Mr. Money Talk, do you know what Elon made yesterday just because oh, of this stock? Just shy yeah. of a bill, I would imagine. 750 mil. Hmm. Nice. Oof. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to go into it. One day. I don't want to have a long discussion about it, but I have to do some homework because he couldn't possibly have enriched himself this way through through just making cars. Oh, he's got all so- his hands yeah. in all sorts of things. I mean, didn't he have a source of fortune that compelled him that I got enough money to start making these cars? You <laughs> you that find up, that up, Reeves, and John, you keep going. <laughs> uh, speaking of social media, former President Donald Trump's social network, Truth Social, is having some issues. 
The app, which is a Twitter lookalike where posts are called Truths, has seen its downloads plunge so low that it's fallen off the App Store charts. The company is losing investors, executives, and attention. Uh, Devin Nunes, the former member of Congress from California who gave up the seat that he held for 19 years to run the company, had said the app would be fully operational by the end of March, but it's been hamstrung by technical issues, including a waiting list that has blocked hundreds of thousands of potential users. Nunes has tried to install his own people to deal with the problems, and that's caused the resignations of the company's original executives. The Trump parent company saw a flood of cash soon after the launch, but its share price has plunged since the app debuted, threatening the cash cushion that the company would need for growth. The share price slid 10% on Monday upon reports of executives' exits and started today with another 10% drop. The company also missed a deadline on Thursday to file its annual report with the SEC, saying it would need at least 15 more days to finish up that work. In 1995, Elon Musk was set to attend Stanford University, but decided instead to pursue a business career co-founding the web software company Zip2 with his brother. The startup was then acquired by Compaq for $307 million in 1999. The same year, Musk co-founded an online bank called X.com, which merged with Confinity in 2000 to form PayPal. That company was bought Ooh. by eBay in 2002 for $1.5 billion. Um, My question is getting answered. He he came at, yeah. he came to the car business well funded. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It also says before he uh, was set to attend Stanford University, he sold his own podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding. He, that's not how we started. Off. Why you got to be like that, Chris? <laughs> why why you got to be like that? <laughs> Basically, it was a really smart kid that decided not to go to school. He was just going to start. Developing his own online banking. System. Since you sell this podcast, I'll be able to not work for about mm, half a day. Or Six so. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I can take off Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need all of that. <laughs> Amazon this morning announced what it says is the biggest rocket deal in the commercial space industry's history, signing on with three companies for up to 83 launches of its Project Kuiper internet satellites. Amazon signed contracts for 38 launches with United Launch Alliance, a joint venture of Boeing and Lockheed, and 18 launches with European company Arianospace, and 12 launches with Blue Origin, with an option for as many as 15 additional launches with a private venture that's owned by Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. Amazon is set to begin testing a pair of Kuiper prototype satellites with a launch scheduled for late this year. Uh, what they'd like to do, they want to get 1,600 of these in orbit by July of 2026, which would help uh, the uh, Internet uh, in uh, around the world. But that's which, good, John. That's fine. Uh, they're disguising this. Uh, something else is going on here from what they're telling us. I think they're, they're, yeah, they're weaponizing space. I'm sure it's already weaponized, but this just furthers. Uh, you know who could address space. that? The center of the American experiment. Is that, is that so? Well, we've had them in our midst for more than 30 years. They're known as Minnesota's think tank, but they're really, really great writers, and they produce great material on issues like education reform, sensible energy policy, health care, the state budget, rocket travel, you name it. They're trying to make Minnesota a freer and more prosperous and better governed state. And uh, right now you can go to the website, AmericanExperiment.org, and sign a petition uh, expressing your views about what the state of Minnesota should be doing with this extraordinary uh, budget surplus. They uh, stage events and programs. They bring in speakers. A uh, great website, a great magazine. I would add them to your uh, must-check list every day on your computer. And uh, 
read for yourself that how why we're so lucky to have them here because they're a conservative voice uh, in a state where that's quite a task. Yes, that's, it is. That's quite a task. I know a little something about that. And uh, they're, uh, they're available to everyone. So check it out at AmericanExperiment.org, John. Uh, not sure, but I think this story happens pretty much every Lent. Del Hall, a Cincinnati native, has taken the Christian observance of Lent, where people usually give up eating chocolate or drinking soda for 40 days leading up to Easter, to a new level by committing to only drink beer. I think this guy comes up every year. I, th- I think it's the same guy. I believe yeah. you are correct. How yes. far does he get into it? <laughs> Go- About two weeks. A- he doesn't eat food or anything, right? No, just beer. Yeah, well, beer's a beer. loaf of bread in a can. Going on a liquid diet that only consists of beer sounds like a challenge you might accept if you're in a college frat. He says he does it for religious reasons and other reasons. He's a Cincinnati native. He's taken the Lent uh, observance, where people usually give up the eating to a new level. He's nearing the end of his all-beer diet, with Easter coming up April 17th. Uh, so far, uh, he has lost 25 pounds for being on this diet. Wow. He told Station WCPO, it's a way to get back into a healthy mindset to look at food in a healthy way. I've decided I'm going to turn this into a beer diet to show people that you can use beer in a healthy way and not vilify it as this evil alcohol. He has done the all-beer diet during Lent for four years now. Uh, He says uh, it's not a college thing. He's not in it to get drunk. He says I'm in it for the artistry and for the love and passion of beer. Luckily for Hall, there are countless varieties of beer nowadays, so he isn't stuck drinking the same beer every single day. He said he'll drink anything. He'll drink a milk stout, a pastry stout. He'll drink fruity beers. Hall is using his whole beer diet to give back to raising money for the Ken Anderson Alliance, a nonprofit that provides opportunities for adults with disabilities. They've raised five grand so far this year. They want to raise 25000 in total by the end of the all-beer diet with a special bar crawl on April 24th. Hall was able to raise more than 10 grand in 2020 before the COVID-19 pandemic began during his all-beer diet, and he lost 50 pounds in the process. The first year he ever tried it, he lost 41.5. said he usually puts about 20 pounds back on, but uh, he says he thinks he's much healthier. Because John, thank diet. you. Thank you for You're that. I'm very a, interesting. I'm on a uh, <laughs> peanut butter and cheese diet. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Ooh, that, that sounds made. wonderful. Gross. That sounds wonderful. That sounds awful. Mate Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Get that ball rolling. AimHighConstructionMN.com is the website. A veteran-owned company. Chris served in the, uh, he's the owner, by the way, Chris, served in the Air Force during the first war. The reason you want to book spring right now, or I guess this would be second spring, third spring, I don't know. Uh, summer, Spring and summer work now, it's because in addition to being very, very busy, Aim High uses only the best materials, and the good stuff is always in high demand. So if you've been dreaming about some upgrades around the old homestead, bathroom, kitchen, basement, siding, roof deck, roof deck whatever, uh, get a hold of Chris. Do it right now. Get that ball rolling. The work is guaranteed. The craftsmanship and the material of the highest quality, I can personally attest to all of that. The work they did for my place in, the, in a Minneapolis was absolutely amazing. AimHighConstructionMN.com. Say, we, we expressed some confusion about just what did we see in that photo of the uh, World War II ship under the Mendota oh, yeah. Bridge? Yeah. And uh, Mike Price uh, writes, 
to answer your question, in short, you were looking at the first tanker that was built in Savage during World War II coming under the Mendota Bridge. If you didn't get a chance to take a look at it, the Burnsville Historical Society has a fascinating two-page pamphlet on the shipbuilding in Savage and is viewable at this address. Uh, and that's one of those long www things. <laughs> Burnsville. Well, I'll just go to burnsvillehistory.org, and I bet go. you can find it. There we go. The key difference between the Patapsco class gasoline tankers and the Liberty ships is that the tankers had a liquid cargo, and the Liberty ships carried solid cargo. A bigger answer to your question about what you were looking at requires two additional visual aids attached to this email, a picture of a Patapsco-class gasoline tanker, the ships built in Savage, and a picture of a Liberty ship built in 18 shipyards across the country. So he sent me those pictures. So thank you. That clears it up. We are done with those ships coming under the Mendota Bridge. Ah. You know, I noticed another moose story today in the, on the news sites. You never know what you're going to get with a moose story. You know, sometimes we're losing moose. Well, that's what I was just going to ask. Are we down moose Sometimes now? we're gaining moose. Uh, sometimes the climate's killing the moose. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I think this is good news. The Minnesota moose population is the largest it has been in more than a decade. There we go. After 11 consecutive years of remaining relatively stable, this is according to the DNR. The DNR's 2022 survey estimated the moose population at 4,700 moose with a potential range between 3,440 and 6,780. The survey showed no statistically significant change from the last survey conducted in 2020, but it is the highest population estimate since 2011. So you never know what you're going to get with a moose story. That's kind of yeah. a broad range, though, isn't it? It really is. An yeah, estimated, but that's great news, right? right. An uh, estimated 19% of the moose population are calves, the highest it has been since the state's population was near its peak in 2005. The estimated calf-cow ratio was 45 calves to 100 cows. DNR's, uh, DNR researchers said Minnesota's moose population, which is 40% lower than its peak in 2006, remains at risk. Uh, uh, at risk long-term despite sustained population stability and signs of reproductive success. So you never know what you're going to get with a moose well, story. I was going to ask, Kenny, is this because we're taking care of some of the wolves? Is that? Um, what are you talking about? Okay. Biologists <laughs> can't see or count every moose across 6,000 square miles survey areas, so their work provides an estimate. They survey a portion of the moose range every year to come up with that estimate, but canceled the 21, uh, 2021 survey due to the pandemic. The Fond du Lac Band of Lake Superior Chippewa and the 1854 Treaty Authority contributed funding and personnel to conduct the annual survey. For more on the 2022 moose population snapshot and Minnesota's effort to help moose survive and thrive in the state, check out, and then it didn't print when I'm supposed to check out. Ah. Probably a DNR website. Just look, go to the DNR and, and type in, you, know, you, you need you, some information about the moose. You can find it. You can get it. I mean, it's there. It's all kinds of good moose uh, moose news. Hi, moose news. Get this. I'm just now. gonna keep doing moose. You ever had moose soup? Nope. Oh, nope. Damn it. yummy. What? Whatever you I don't think people even eat moose, do they? They do eat moose soup, Joe. Elk, elk, and uh, deer. Of course they eat moose. Come down for moose soup after. <laughs> Thank you. 
What is that? Oh, it's a famous well, uh, clip uh, that surfaced, well, Kenny, what, two or three years ago? Maybe explain uh, the whole moose soup thing to uh, Joe off the air. We'll do that off the air when we're done recording. <laughs> Let's see if you're paying attention. Only because they come to us all the way from Apollo Beach, Florida. Oh, boy. From the what? traveling Lymans. Wow. I'm getting closer to my home. <laughs> They're going to be in town, the Twin Cities. Uh, Fantastic. In May, we're going to have them on the show. Fantastic. Hear be about nice their wanderlust. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they're getting closer. They're in Apollo Beach, Florida. On this day, April 5th, in 1830, the first work of fiction set in Minnesota, a collection of short stories about fur traders and Native Americans, Native Americans called Tales of the Northwest, was published in Boston. Uh, the author is uh, William J. Snelling, the son of Josiah Snelling, for whom the Fort Snelling is named. Oh. Josiah, do you mean? Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. On this day in 1852. April 5. Minnesota went dry. The citizens of the territory approved a prohibition bill by a vote of 853 to 662. The measure, which would have outlawed the manufacture and sale of alcoholic beverages, was declared unconstitutional in November. So it didn't last long. It was on this day in 1876. The Bohemian Reading and Educational Society of McLeod County orders a set of Czech readers. Uh The society would meet regularly for more than 60 years, usually in Bohemian Hall, located between the towns of Silver Lake and Hutchinson. The the Nick fellow that you had a few weeks back on the Krabby Coffee Shop, who had been abducted numerous times uh, by UFOs, was a a Bohemian. Yeah, he was. Yeah. when you're done, give me a signal because I have got something for you. Uh, you done? No. <laughs> In 1929, on this day, April 5, a tornado uh, k- killed three people as it moved from Lake Minnetonka to Minneapolis, Fridley, and Chisago County. Kind of shades of what happened uh, in May of 1965. Are you done? No. Nope. Was that the one that the Channel 11 helicopter got really close to? No, they didn't have a helicopter in 1929. I thought it was Channel 11, the well, CARE 11, right up next to that helicopter. Right in the 90s or 80s, yeah. 86. And finally, on this day, in 1937, the People's <laughs> Lobby occupies part of the state capitol while demonstrating for a depression relief bill. 200 protesters heckled legislators Heckle. and spent the night in the Senate chamber. No, Kenny, I'm not ready to signal you yet. No, you done? No, I want you to go and escape the world, escape the noise of the rest of the world. There's no better place than Giants Ridge, home to the uh, Legend and Corey, two of the best golf course values in Minnesota golf. Uh, It's really an adventure because the nature alone is absolutely incredible. And uh, check it out. They're also going to become the mountain biking capital of the world if they're not already. They're home to the largest lift-served mountain bike park in the Midwest with 18 miles of trails, including 10 lift-served gravity trails. The cross-country trails are great for beginners and intermediate riders. And uh, it's, it's, it's incredible views of nature there, too, views of the I lake bet. and, and uh, summer special on the Gulf uh, between... June 4 and August 29, played the legend and the quarry, 36 holes of Minnesota's best golf on the same day with lunch on them at the uh, Wakuda Grill. They'll put uh, groups together. You can have your own family or friend tournament. Uh, and you can find all, all you want to know with great 3D course flyovers of the legend and the quarry at giantsridge.com. 
And uh, let me remind you, few other golf facilities in the nation can claim more than one public golf course in Golf Digest Top 100. And we have it right there for us at Giants Ridge, giantsridge.com. Yes, Kenny. On this date. Yep. Chris, on this date. Oh, April uh, 5. 2022. Today, this very day. This day. My mom lost an ice out bet. Woohoo! Go, Kenny. Yes. <laughs> she picked the fifth. I picked the 15th. It's for the lake she lives on. I will be victorious. I c- I'm clinging to my May ice out for Minnetonka. Whatever look happened. Te- look at the temperatures. They're terrible. Such whatever happened to the old contest where you drag an old piece of crap out onto the <laughs> ice. I can show you the car on White Bear. I know where it is. Yeah, and everybody bets on it. Yep. Let's do that. The Lions Club used to do stuff like that, but I suppose it's very harmful to the mother of you the earth. Drain the oil, yeah. drain it all, clean it up. <laughs> Let well, it fall through. Then what you can do with the dirty lake water, you can... Come down for moose soup after! Yeah. Dirty God. lake water. Is that Louie Anderson's voice? <laughs> no. Jeez, oh. Such. My ancestors, that's how they got rid of equipment at the turn of the century. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pull it out in the ice. Yeah. Well, thank you, GLers. Right. I don't know for moose soup. what we're getting into here. It happens, Joe. You never know what you're going to get with a moose story. Joe, will you do us a favor and yes. direct all of the GLers to the Garage Logic YouTube page? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> where you can hit the subscribe button and also see the daily content that we are posting on our YouTube I like visiting it. channel. Yes, you do. Yeah. And then you can go check out other videos like the Moose Soup Lady. Yeah. Uh, and also hit us up on all of our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also download the PodMN app for your smart device, where just by listening to GL, you, yes, you, have the chance to win daily prizes. We'll catch you tomorrow. It is that time once again here in Garage Logic, where we pick up that phone and we make that call to Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold GLers, now is absolutely the time for you to do the same thing. Call him today for that free 48-minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Pick up that phone and call 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number and you get Mr. Money Talk, and you're also going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in GL. And Josh, today you would like to discuss one of your favorites, Amazon, Elon Musk, and the Fed today. All three of those things. We'll start with the Fed. Today, in a local speech, one Fed governor, Baynard, talked about the need for a faster balance sheet runoff and doing that aggressively and soon. She also talked of the need to increase the pace of rising interest rates and increase them at a rate higher than the typical one quarter of 1%. The market did not respond kindly to that. And in particular, NASDAQ, led by favorites Apple and Amazon, and also Microsoft and Google, not to mention the semiconductor names, sold off very quickly on, again, fears of rising interest rates at a much higher clip than had been expected. And with the Fed running off the balance sheet quicker and more aggressively than had been thought, that could drop bond prices and increase yields, all in an effort to slow down or eliminate rising inflation. Now, we've talked about some of the causes of inflation and the need to bring down the price of energy, which 
is still a major component of the inflation picture. That would necessitate a pretty big change in the current administration's policy. The idea that the administration can continue to release barrels of oil from the strategic reserves without replacing them in an effort to cut gasoline prices at the pumps, almost ludicrous, while at the same time making it more difficult for energy companies to produce. All, of course, in an effort to move from fossil fuels to renewables. Well, we've seen what happens to those states and countries that have relied completely on renewables. At this point, it doesn't work on a continual basis, particularly during peak demand. Nonetheless, with interest rates moving up, there is fear that the economy will slow down. And indeed, one bank, Deutsche Bank, has predicted that the United States will come into a recession as a result of the Fed's aggressive policy. Well, if the economy slows down, what do you think the Fed is going to do? They're going to start dropping interest rates to get the economy moving again. Silly. In any case, market continues to be fairly volatile. But in terms of Amazon, positive news with Amazon, not only are sales continuing pretty strongly, not only is their advertising part of their business increasing, but Amazon announced today contracts with three space companies to put up to 3,200 satellites into low orbit to start a internet service, wireless internet service uh, with available availability any place in the globe. The service will probably start in the next year, year or two, and could be another source of revenue for Amazon. And then there's Elon Musk, who took a 9.2% stake in Twitter, saying it was passive. That gave Twitter a nice boost to its stock price yesterday. And today, Musk was named to uh, the board at Twitter, giving the stock another boost. Could Elon Musk change a few things at Twitter and help them to monetize their service? Only time will tell, but many people don't want to bet against Elon Musk. Nor would I, Mr. Money Talk. GLers, you heard him. Now is the time to make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by calling 952-925-5608. As you heard from him directly, straight talk, never sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Thanks, Chris. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.